This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the weekend wrap-up, the weekend edition of the Break the Bell Podcast. As you can see, I am... Here doing this solo tonight because Bill could not make it due to some family situations going on and Father's Day and all that stuff. So uh, I'm flying solo, so bear with me through this because uh, I don't have somebody to uh, to talk over, mostly. And I also don't have... What is that? What is this noise? Every time I turn this on, something pops up and makes a weird noise as soon as I, I start talking. Don't have somebody here to... Uh, to bounce ideas back and forth off of, so I have to be able to bounce them off myself. And I am I am perfectly capable of talking to myself and arguing with myself. It's just more fun to be able to do it with somebody else. So if we could get some people in here to join in uh, the chats, I'll try to keep up with the chats. Uh, if you want to just jump in on this stream and help me out, I, I'll, I'll send you the link. I'm fine with that. But otherwise, I'm just going to roll with this and uh, fly solo. It is Father's Day. It is uh, June 19th, Sunday. It is Father's Day. And uh, just happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. And uh, uh, thanks for uh, doing what you do and uh, putting up with your your shitty children and all that stuff. Uh, To all you single moms out there who do it on your own, I just want to say... Get over yourself. Uh, this is our day. This isn't Mother's Day. This is Father's Day. So, so uh, d- all the all the single moms that are like, "Oh, uh, we're fathers too," just 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 put it on put it on hold for a day. Let us have our day. We need our day. Um, just mostly joking there, but um, I do I do think it gets a little ridiculous when uh, we how we have to really have these semantics and these like inclusions into certain holidays now, like. Uh, single moms into Father's Day. And I, I know that makes me sound probably like a douchebag for saying that. I do, I mean, I freaking commend every single mom out there, every single dad, every single parent out there. I don't ima- I can't imagine what it'd be like to raise kids and support a family on your own. But I do think it's, it, it just gets a little out of hand nowadays uh, with, I, I don't know, just, just, a certain people group happen to be like, well, well, what about me? What about mine? Like, I do that too. It's like, well, yeah, that that's fine. You you do a freaking fantastic job of it. But it's not like, <laughs> again, gonna sound like a douchebag, but that's that's no different than usual. But like, say like 
gay pride month what about all the the straight guys straight people out there they're not like well what about me i i uh i have sex with a person too why don't why don't you commend my sex with a person yeah i mean it just on both sides on all sides of it it's like uh with the, the whole black lives matter and it's like well don't all lives matter well, well, yeah, yeah, all lives do matter, but that's not our focus. Well, well, why can't we say that all lives matter? Doesn't that include black? Well, yeah, yeah, but that, the, the point we're trying to make here is that it, it kind of the same with, with Father's Day. It's like, well, well, don't mothers' lives matter too? Well, yes, but this is specifically Father's Day, and I'm sorry if you're not a father. I, I, there's nothing I can do for you there. This is freaking Father's Day. Can we just have this? Can we just appreciate this on our own? I mean that that's my rant. That's my my uh asshole rant. Um I'm not going to go much further than that cuz I will probably get myself um in a lot of trouble, but that's okay. All jokes and ranting aside, uh this is the like I said the weekend wrap up where uh we cover the news of what happened during the last week at least as much as we can. We can get to um we talk shit about it because that's what we do about just anything in general. But before we get into that, before I uh, start talking about some of these these articles I have, this is probably going to be a slightly shorter episode because Bill's not here. It's a little bit later. My kid is upstairs. He's already complaining that I'm not there with him. So um, this will probably be a little bit shorter of an episode. But before we get into it, obviously, I got to mention my coffee fix of freedom, my sponsor, that is Run Your Mouth Coffee, who makes delicious coffee. First of all, right off the bat, I got to say, their product is amazing. Um, it delivered fresh, roasted straight to your door. You just got to get online at rymcoffee.com and, and order it, and it comes straight to your door. You throw it in your coffee maker, and you get delicious coffee. The second part of this company is they support free speech, which is hard to come by these days from a company. Most companies are like on the woke train where... Um, they're not even trying to sell product anymore. They're just trying to sell woke ideology and trying to cater to uh, the masses and their their political ideologies or their whatever ideologies. Um, and they think that's going to sell products. And nine times out of ten, it kind of backfires in their face. Run Your Mouth Coffee has their own set of beliefs, which is free speech. and I can't support anything stronger than I support a company that supports your right to just be able to say and have opinions and be able to voice those opinions and speak out for yourself without the fear of getting censored, without the fear of getting kicked off, deplatformed, uh, booted from YouTube, all that shit. Um, run your mouth coffee. Supports your right to be able to run your mouth, for, for lack of better words. Um, you can uh, support them. You can buy their product, like I said, at rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you. By using that promo code, break the bell, you'll get 10% off your purchase, plus free shipping, and that's an awesome deal. You'll support a company that supports free speech, which is what I like to do, because the whole, the whole premise of this show is never stop talking. Uh, don't let people shut you up, because, I mean, once once you allow somebody to... To shut you up, what do you have left? I mean, what power do you have left? And uh, so I'm going to continue to support Run Your Mouth Coffee as they support us, as they support free speech. That's rymcoffee.com. Go there now. 
Order your coffee. Support free speech. Awesome. Let's get into the show. Make sure you check us out all over the social media platforms we are allowed to still be on. Uh, we are on Facebook. We're on uh, MySpace, I wanted to say, but we're not on MySpace. I wish Tom needs to freaking come back because the whole world went to shit when MySpace went away. When Tom decided, you know, you abandoned me, so I'm out. Uh, when we we went for greener pastures at Facebook and Twitter and just kind of left the great world of Tom and MySpace on the side, the world went to shit then. So we're not on MySpace because MySpace isn't a thing anymore, but we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and a bunch of others. You can find us, our handle on most of those is BreakTheBellPod, at BreakTheBellPod. So follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff, because... That's how we get our name out there to do bigger and better things. We just recently got booted from YouTube permanently, not just like a strike, a ban. We are permanently removed now from YouTube. All my videos, I had, I think, over 250 videos. They're just gone, which fortunately I backed those up on a hard drive. I have access to them, but now I have to find a new home for them. That is currently Odyssey is where we are... Uh, Hosting our video platform right now. Um, that is going to be. Let me let me look up the uh, the link for that. I can't remember right offhand. Um, Odyssey, sorry, Odyssey.com forward slash Break the Bell Podcast. You can find us, and we got a few videos there. That's where, like I said, we're going to be making our video home for now until we come up with something better. If we come up with something better, Shannon, Shannon is here, and she says, "Hey, fellas." Not sure what fellow she's referring to because Bill is not here. He abandoned me, like I said. But hey, Shannon, it's always good to have you on. Um, it's always good to see you in the comments and participating because that's what we like. We like we like the back and forth banter in the comment section because it keeps me off track, which is which is generally where I like to be. So, like I said, like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff on on the social medias. Uh, Shannon says, boo to Bill. Yes, boo to Bill indeed. <laughs> I'm going to get right into some of the news. Like I said, this will probably be a little shorter um, because because Bill's not here to completely derail me. So I might actually stay on track unless the comments are just a pop in the way they should be. But let's get right into this. The first one I want to talk about is uh, edibles. THC edibles, gummies, marijuana, weed, weed that you can eat. I don't know. Um, weed is in the news. Gummies, edibles are in the news. And I don't like the direction this is going because as I'm not, I, I don't partake in the edible gummies. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm in Iowa. It's still not legal to do any of that shit here, so I, I generally don't do any of that. I fully support your right to eat a delicious pot gummy, whatever we're calling them, marijuana edibles. And the direction this article is going is just like, well, this is just getting out of hand. I mean, people just eating these gummies when they're not supposed to and driving, going and driving buses, not knowing the difference between... Uh, like a gummy bear and a gummy edible. And I just feel like that's just, 
if you're mistaking the two, you're just a freaking moron, in my opinion. Because this article is from AP News. It says, a bus driver says he didn't know his gummy snacks included THC. And so he was driving a bus, and he got arrested uh, for driving a bus highly under the influence of marijuana. Let me pull this one up. It says a commercial bus driver has been charged with 38 counts of reckless endangerment after blacking out behind the steering wheel while snacking on gummies. He says he didn't know were infused with THC. I mean, that's pretty serious yet there. I mean, you're driving a bus... Clearly, there was about 38 passengers because he has 38 counts of reckless endangerment. And all of a sudden, your bus driver just decides to take a nap. He just decides, you know what? I'm going to go to sleep right now. I mean, that that's pretty normal if you're just um, over-indulging <laughs> on THC gummies. But uh, probably not the best time to do that. But apparently, his excuse was he didn't realize that they were—he thought they were normal gummies. It says, Jean Huan Chen appeared Tuesday in Bridgeport, so this is Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, Superior Court, after being arrested at his home in Boston. Uh, Chen was driving 38 passengers from Mohegan Sun Casino on March 13th when he stopped the bus on the side of the interstate in Strat- on Interstate 95 in Stratford. So at least, at least he was coherent enough to pull the bus off the side of the road and then take a nap. See, that's the difference between alcohol and and marijuana. Is I mean, if this guy was putting down a bunch of freaking vodka or something and decided he's going to drive uh, 38 passengers in a bus, he probably wouldn't have the, the mental capacity to be like, you know what, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, he'd probably just crash, the, crash it off the side of the interstate. But this guy was like, you know, these gummies are really good, but I'm really sleepy. So, uh, I mean, I think he did the smart thing here. He pulled off the side of the road and decided to take a nap. I mean, when you are tired, they tell you to pull your vehicle off. Don't keep driving. Don't continue and, like, slap yourself in the face, turn the AC up, whatever. No, you should pull the vehicle off to the side of the road to a safe spot, which I don't know if uh, the side of Interstate 95 would be considered a safe spot, but it's safer, I guess, than driving down the middle of Interstate 95. They tell you, though, pull off, take a nap. And that's exactly what he did. I I feel like he did the right thing here, (laughs) minus the fact that he was eating a shit ton of uh, edible gummies. But nobody was hurt here because he decided to take a nap. So should this man be arrested for deciding to take a nap after uh, deciding, hey, I'm way too fucking high to drive this bus of 38 people? says toxicology tests show Chen had a high level of THC, the active ingredients in cannabis, in his bloodstream, prosecutor said. Chen told Judge Moses on Tuesday that he had no idea he had been snacking on anything but regular candy. I didn't know it was marijuana. I mean, that's, that's an easy cop-out answer there. No, I, I just thought there were gummies. I I mean, they look like gummies, they smell like gummies, they taste like gummies. I didn't know they had THC. I didn't know it was marijuana, he said. I didn't know. Moses ordered Chen uh, held in lieu of $25,000 bond in a set for court for August 25th. Says Victor Chen, the manager of GoGo Sun Tour, the bus company, told Hearst that uh, 
Ji-Wan Chen had been driving for the Boston-based company for 10 years and has an exemplary record. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, but he does have a sweet tooth. Uh, I, I missed the part where it said the name up here. It says they found Chen slumped. Police found Chen slumped unconscious in the driver's seat next to an open package of, get this, Smokies, edibles, cannabis-infused fruit chews. I mean, the, the package was there. The cops instantly picked it up. They read the, the label, Smokies, edible, cannabis-infused fruit chews. But this guy, somehow, you is trying to say, you know, I didn't know. So, so you, you're incapable of reading. You're incapable of um, looking at the package because I'm pretty sure pro- the package probably had something, some, like... I don't know, Cheech and Chong on the package or some, something stupid like that, that was a dead giveaway that, hey, this isn't just normal fruit juice, guys. It probably There's probably a big fucking warning sign on it that said, not candy, don't eat this while driving a 38-passenger bus. There's probably some warning sign like that. It goes on to say, uh, so uh, the, the manager of the tour bus company that said, he doesn't drink or smoke, but he has a sweet tooth and likes his candy. He goes on to say, this would have never happened a couple of years ago, but now there's marijuana everywhere here. This just sounds like a freaking boomer response here. It's like, oh, there's just all this marijuana just everywhere. You just you can pick it up on the, the streets. You, you you just walk by a vending machine. There There's marijuana. I, this would have never happened if uh, it didn't look so much like candy. You can also say the same thing damn thing about vodka and water. I mean, somebody could have been driving down the road with a water bottle full of vodka and been like, hmm, this is good. I had no idea that this was vodka. I just thought it was water. And decide to crash a 38-passenger bus. But because this is such a new, like, taboo thing still, like, we we have to have this cop out of, oh, this would have never happened. If marijuana wasn't just everywhere, decorated up, looking like something else, it would it would just not happen. If marijuana wasn't everywhere now, it, it's just this makes me worry about the legality of marijuana. Not not me worrying that it should should it or should it not be legal, but it makes me worry about the direction of whether it remains legal because. People like this blame stupid, stupidly blame things. It's like the Halloween candy things that's been going around for, well, 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 what about, uh, make sure you check your kid's Halloween candy because, uh, it has been laced with the marijuanas or, uh, it has been laced with cocaine. Okay. No drug user is going to waste their drugs for free on your kid's Halloween candy. It's not going to happen. This is a side note. If you ever read those and you're like, oh my God, I shouldn't let my kid go trick-or-treating. This is, I mean, this is June. It's nowhere near Halloween. But this is just my uh, public service announcement for you for trick-or-treating. If you are worried from those those. PSAs out there that's like, make sure you check your kids' Halloween candy for drugs. 
no drug dealer is giving your kids free drugs. It's just not happening. I mean, if you ca- if your kid brings home drugs from a drug dealer in their Halloween candy, you better be asking your kids where they got the money to buy those drugs from because no drug dealer is giving out free free uh free drugs. Now this just kind of reminds me of that. It's just like, "Oh, oh, we better worry now because all these edibles are out there all willy-nilly on the streets." So, uh it just looks like candy and we we should be we should be terrified that even even a bus driver well, I'm not even talking about kids yet, but even a bus driver could mistake gummy marijuana for normal candy and get sleepy and take a nap on the side of the road. That's just not what fucking happened here. The guy wanted to get high. He he got some edibles and decided to eat them right while driving, and then he got more hungry, decided to eat more, and then he got sleepy like high people do, and he decided to take a nap. That's what happened. But it's... <laughs> The, the people that make these cop-out bullshit excuses for it or these Karens that are like, oh, this would have never happened a couple years ago, but now there's marijuana everywhere. That, that puts such a negative light on the legalization of marijuana that it, it's just, just push, pushing it back a couple more years because of stupidity like this. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just thought it was freaking hilarious. And... I don't know. Don't don't eat edibles and drive a bus. That's all I got to say. Eat your edibles at home. Drive a bus the next day, I guess. Wait till your shift is over to eat your gummy edibles. Moving on. This one. Hillary Clinton is back in the news again because Hillary Clinton won't leave the news because she's Hillary Clinton. And last week, I think it was, we talked about the midterm elections and how, once again, democracy is at stake. And this is the election to end all elections all over again uh, leading up to the midterms. If if you missed that episode, make sure you go back and check that out. That was a fun episode. That was this last Wednesday's uh, episode. But Hillary now is jumping on board with democracy being at stake. And because democracy is at stake, this is a plot twist I never would have imagined. Hillary Clinton is not running in 2024 because democracy is at stake. She's backing Joe Biden against Trump because democracy is at stake. First of all, it is ironic as hell for Hillary Clinton to be even using the phrase, the word democracy at all, and to be saying that democracy is at stake. Second of all, the thing that's going to save democracy is pitting old man, can't can't get himself to the bathroom in time, pitting him against Donald Trump again for another fucking joke of an election in 2024. That's what's going to save democracy? That's that's the, the solution we've the Democrats have come up with again. Like I thought it was bad enough that that Joe Biden was their solution against Trump the first time in 2020. So now they're like, well, all bets aside, Donald Trump's probably going to run again in 2024. He's probably not going to have a lot of Republican opposition. So what should we do? What, 
what would be the best option? Well, well, Joe beat him once. So let's throw Joe in there again. I mean, that, that seems like the most sense to me. This is from Zero Hedge. It says, um, it's titled, Democracy is at Stake. Hillary bails on the 2024 election and backs Biden against Trump. It says, I felt a great disturbance in the farce. As if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I fear something terrible has happened. We suspect that bastardized version of the infamous Star Wars line is how many Americans will feel after being after having been told that former Secretary of State and twice failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton says she will not run for president in 2024. During a lengthy and far-reached Love Fest interview with the FT, former President Bill Clinton's wife was asked if she will run again in 2024 and gave her most unequivocal response to the question yet. No, that's out of the question, she replied. First of all, I expect Biden to run. He certainly intends to run. It would be very disruptive to challenge that. It appears that Biden's age... He'll be 20, uh, 21, 81 at the next election. Uh, infirmity and record low ratings are not a worry for her. Despite a growing number of Democrat operatives uh, starting to privately and publicly distance themselves from the incumbent. Of course, her nemesis was not far from her thoughts as she responded. <coughs> I think of Trump. Ken, he's going to run again, she replied. Follow the money with Trump. He's raised $130 million sitting in his bank account that he used to travel around to fund organizing against elections. I don't know who will challenge him in the Republican primary. And then she apparently dared to question the results of her election loss against Trump again. Literally within hours of the polls closing in 2016, we had so much evidence pouring in about voters being turned away in Milwaukee and not being able, able to vote in Detroit. Okay, so so here, here's my question here. Why the fuck is it okay to question the voter results of the 2016 election, even today, in 2022, six years later? Why is it okay to question the legitimacy of the 2016 election, but don't you fucking dare question the legitimacy of the 2020 election? Do you want to know why I got my last strike against, uh, or on YouTube that got us completely banned? The The final straw was, uh, let me, let me pull up the email if I can find it. It was basically saying, hey, you're questioning, uh, election results. It says content that advances false claims that widespread fraud errors or glitches and changes the outcome of the U.S. 2020 presidential election is not allowed on YouTube. But apparently content that advises false claims that widespread fraud, errors, and glitches change the outcome of the 2016 election is a completely different story. We can talk about that, but we can't talk about the fraud and errors and glitches and changes to the 2020 election because obviously... I mean, that, that's just a threat to democracy on its own right. The funny thing was, the episode in question here, we really didn't talk much about the 2020 election at all. The most we talked about was when we were talking about uh, the guy that went to kill Brett Kavanaugh, and we said, 
basically, in more words, we said, you know, Chuck Schumer and the Democrats are just as guilty of inciting that guy to go kill Brett Kavanaugh as Donald Trump was in inciting January 6th. I mean, that was about the extent of election topic that we talked about. And that was enough to get me completely banned from YouTube for uh, questioning the election results of 2020. But here's Hillary doing that exact thing, talking about voters being turned away in Detroit and Milwaukee in 2016, the same shit that people were saying happened in 2020 uh, for Trump voters, that they were getting turned away, that they were uh, being told that somebody else voted with their name. Just all that crazy stuff. I am I know you guys remember it. Um, it says, all the, she goes on to say, all the stuff that was convincing people that I was a murderer or a child trafficker. She was quick to remind the interviewer about how she wo- how she won the popular vote by nearly 3 million and Biden won by almost 7 million, which she then pivoted to what that means for 2024. I'm g- guessing she wants to do a- away with the electoral college. That tells you everything you need to know about Republican strategy for 2024. Even in his reptilian brain, Trump has to know that he lost this time. He refuses to accept it because it was supposed to happen. Uh, her calling Trump a reptilian brain is like the pot calling the kettle black. I mean, I just find that the whole wording here is really humorous. Then came the ominous warning of how bad things would be if Trump was in charge or is ever allowed to run for office again. And how sexist Vladimir Putin is, too. We are standing on the precipice of losing our democracy and everything that everybody else cares about then goes out the window. Look, the most important thing is to win the next election. The alternative is so frightening that whatever does not help you win should not be a priority. All right. I get what she's saying there. That I mean, obviously, they're all deranged enough to think that any person, any uh, candidate that is not for them is obviously a direct threat to democracy. And we should, I mean, if you actually believe that, if you're actually deranged enough to believe that narrative that, you know, Republicans are a direct threat to freaking democracy as we know it. Donald Trump, he's just going to go full um, tyrannical government if he's reelected. I mean, if they actually believe this shit that they're peddling, then yes, you should be doing everything in your damn power to prevent that from happening. You should be putting up your best candidate. And God knows that's not Hillary Clinton. But on the flip side, on the not even the flip side, on that same hand, Joe Biden's not the guy to do it either. His approval ratings are at record lows. His VP has even lower ratings the economy is through the shitter but he's the he's the guy to take on the evil dictator trump this time again like well it worked the first time it's gotta work the second time i they've gotta have something else up their sleeve here i mean they they just have to this can't be their solution again and the the thought of a Biden-Trump 
rematch in 2024 just is a horrible thing to me. Like I, I, I think I will go social media and mainstream media dark for like six months if that actually becomes the election again in 2024. Like, I don't want to hear any of it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want anything to do with it. It's like insanity. The definition of insanity is doing uh, the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Kind of like voting for these dumbasses. Kind of like voting for these politicians that have been in office for half a century and we expect, you know, Joe Biden's going to be the guy that changes the world. He's going to make make these big build back better changes that um, is going to just kickstart our economy into the future. It's like the guy's been in office for 50 years. What the fuck's he been doing? But just the thought of either one of them. <laughs> I don't know what, what would be worse. Uh, Biden... Trump rematch or a Hillary Trump rematch? I, uh, I, I can't imagine listening to Hillary Clinton talk at a debate and see her bobblehead face with her like freaking weird ass cough. I, I can't imagine that again either. I, I don't want anything. Twenty twenty four election is going to be the biggest shit show of all of them. It's going to be like the main boss. Of shit shows. Like all these other shit shows were like little henchmen that you had to fight to get to the main boss shit show at the end. And that's going to be the 2024 election. So we got that to look forward to. And it only sounds like it's going to be fantastic if indeed Trump and Biden go head to head again. Moving on. The CDC has released a new set of guidelines. This one is involving your sex life and the ominous monkeypox that obviously is, is going to be the next big pandemic. How to have sex with monkeypox. The CDC is releasing a bizarre guide telling patients to keep their clothes on, masturbate six feet, six feet from their partners if the urge arises while infected. So, so we have this. Let me blow this up so you can see it. How to have sex if you have monkeypox. <laughs> Number one, this is like a graphic of, like a cartoon graphic of the different things you can do. Number one, try virtual sex. Number two, masturbate six feet apart. <laughs> What's the freaking point? Like, here, here, babe, you go stand over there. I'll stand over here. You touch yourself. I'll touch myself. And this is going to be fantastic. Number three, wash afterwards. Is that after you masturbate six feet apart or do virtual sex? Or is that after regular sex? Like, which is it? Like, what are we having to wash afterwards? Uh, Avoid kissing. Obviously, you don't want to kiss. Number five, wear clothes. Just dry hump. That's it. You just got to dry hump. If you do have the urge to take your clothes off, you might as well. You might want to be six feet apart but and avoid kissing. 
And then lastly, it shows cover your rash. So, so is all of these combined or is these like, if not this, then this, like, are you supposed to masturbate six feet apart with your clothes on while covering your rash virtually? I, I, I don't understand. Like who comes up with the shit? And there, there's somebody at the CDC that gets paid, paid to come up with the sex guidelines of if you have monkeypox or not. Like we've ever, have we ever come out and released uh, sex guidelines for any other any disease before now? Like I, I don't know, like chickenpox, for example, or shingles, because monkeypox is supposed to be really similar to kind of the like shingles. So it, it, has there ever been, the CDC ever released sex guidelines for people with shingles or chicken pox? Like, you know, if you have shingles, you probably want to keep your clothes on when you're having sex. First of all, if, if you have monkey pox, let's say I'm a single guy and I go to the bar and I pick you up and I get you home and I find out you have monkey pox. We're not having sex. I'm sorry. You're getting the fuck out. Forget this six feet. B.S. You're out. You're gone. Social distancing at its finest. Get the fuck out. So this is the actual article. This is from the the Star, or the Daily Star, so it's fantastic. It's a tabloid. It says, The odd guidance is included in a list of precautions that have been issued by the CDC aimed at controlling the spread of the virus. So no talk of uh, um, isolation, like voluntary isolation, like shutting yourself off, locking yourself in your house. No talk of that. The talk is just, you know, keep your pants on. Masturbate six feet apart. It says American health officials have released the surprise recommendations for anybody who wishes to get Amoris but suspects they might have been exposed to the infection. The precautions aimed at preventing the virus from spreading are among a list of safe sexual activities released by the CDC that monkeypox patients could engage in. Additional advice includes avoid kissing, and if you cannot keep your clothes on, make sure areas are covered where a rash of sores are present. Among the other tips is a responsibility for patients and uh, prospective patients to wash their hands fetish gear, sex toys, and any fabric after having sex. The peculiar, peculiar, oh, holy shit. The peculiar guidelines are a reminder of when New York City's officials suggested that glory holes should be used as an alternative to intercourse to help slow the spread of COVID-19. I did not, I do not remember that. I want to see the article out there that specified uh, that the New York City officials suggested that, you know, if you're going to have sex during COVID-19, it's best that you... I'm, I'm sure they didn't use the term glory holes. They probably used like a like a plastic barrier, like they have at the grocery stores that do no good. They're like, yeah, uh, we you want a solid barrier, uh, like kind of like a wall, uh, and, and then you can cut a penile-sized hole to insert your your member into... While the other participant, I, I don't know, it's going to get really graphic if I keep going. But I don't remember that. I want to find that article that talks about glory holes being used to slow the spread of COVID-19. 
This is how freaking ridiculous. This is the CDC that's getting paid millions and millions of dollars to come up to come up with the best ways to counter these infections. And Glory Holes is on that list. Oh, that that wasn't the CDC. I guess that was New York City. But masturbating six feet apart was on that list by the CDC recommendations. It says it's yet to be confirmed whether monkeypox can be sexually transmitted, but that is now the subject of the WHO investigation after the infection was found in the semen of a patient. Health officials have confirmed that the majority of monkeypox cases in the UK have been connected to gay men who are sexually active. Well, they should be masturbating six feet apart. The most recent statistic uh, recorded that there have been 470 cases recorded in the UK. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. I don't need all the rest of this information. The only information I need to know is the fact that keep your clothes on, keep your pants on, uh... Virtual sex, uh, masturbate six feet apart. That That's the recommendation here. You've been warned. Stay safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. Don't contract monkeypox. I don't know. This is bizarre. Let's see. New epidemic on top of monkeypox, on top of COVID-19. North Korea is reporting... An unidentified intestinal disease after their COVID wave. So a new epidemic in North Korea that obviously we have to be worried about. This is from CNN. It says, North Korea has dispatched medical crews and epidemiological investigators to a province battling an outbreak of an intestinal, intestinal disease, state media reported on Sunday. At least 800 families suffered from what North Korea has only called an acute enteric epidemic, have received aid in South Huangyei province so far. So 800 families have broke out with this. It says, enteric refers to the gastrointestinal tract, and South Korean officials say it may be cholera or typhoid. You know, the diseases that... People broke out with on the Oregon Trail video game. Like, here lies Jane. She died of typhoid. Remember, you could make the headstones of what, and it just said, like, the name and what they died of, and you could put some ridiculous name, but still. The, the cholera, typhoid. That That's all I think of is um, Oregon Trail. Maybe that, maybe that makes me really old, is that that's what I think of, because... I don't know how many people out there still know what Oregon Trail was, but it was the best computer game ever, and it was my favorite favorite time in elementary school was when we got to go to the computer lab and play Oregon Trail and die of cholera or typhoid. But apparently these Oregon Trail uh, era diseases are being found in North Korea. Or is it something else? Or did some... Something get released over there that some some biological weapon. I mean, we we know they're storing these like old viruses in different regions of the world in these like level five biolabs. We've talked about this plenty of times. 
And they just happen to like get out. They just happen or or what about that I uh the lab I think it was in like Philadelphia or something where they weren't supposed to have like the smallpox virus, but they just happened to find in the back of this fridge there, oh, some live smallpox virus in vials. Is that something like that that's going on? Or is this just because it's North Korea and they are like a couple hundred years behind the rest of the world? Says the new outbreak, first reported on Thursday, puts further strain on the isolated country as it battles chronic food shortage and a wave of COVID-19 infections. On Sunday, state news agency KCNA detailed prevention efforts, including quarantines, intensive screening for all residents, and special treatment and monitoring of vulnerable people, such as children and the elderly. But they didn't specify that these people should stand at least six feet apart while they're pleasuring themselves. A national rapid diagnosis and treatment team is working with local health officials and measures are being taken to ensure farming is not disrupted in the key agricultural area. Uh, says KCNA also reported another 19,000 new fever cases on Sunday without detailing how many of those patients tested positive for coronavirus. Overall, more than 4.6 million have shown fever symptoms since a COVID outbreak was first acknowledged in mid-May. I mean, it, that's not saying 4.6 million have gotten COVID, but at least 4.6 million have gotten fevers. So something's going on over there. I'm sure we're not going to get all the details because North Korea is pretty closed off with its media reaching the outside world. So we got this cholera typhoid-esque disease that's affected 800 families over there. So we got to keep an eye out for that because God knows what's going on these days. How many new diseases? I mean, Bill Gates did predict that it's just going to be wave after wave after wave of new epidemics and diseases. Like, we are in the era of epidemics now. We've crossed into that period. Um, we've crossed out of the safe safe zone into the epidemic zone. So now we just have to be scared shitless for the rest of our lives because after one comes the next and they are only going to get worse and worse. And if we're not all vaccinated, obviously, we're all going to die. And we know how effective the vaccines are because of news like this. So in 2020, COVID broke out, as we know. 2019, 2020. People died, sure. 2021, the vaccines rolled out. Guess what? People kept... Dying, but not only at the same rate, but a much, much, much higher rate. And we talked about this, like there was a life insurance company that came out, oh, six or seven months ago, I think. We talked about it on this show, and they were saying that in 2021, uh, this this life insurance company noticed, noted that... Uh, Life insurance payouts jumped 40% in, like, working class. So it was, wasn't, was like, a bunch of old people, like, a bunch of boomers were dying off, like, baby boomers were dying off. No, it was, like, the working class from, like, 
I don't know, 18 to 65 or whatever. 40% rise in life insurance payouts. And something you should know about life insurance payouts is they don't pay out just anybody. They pay out people that fucking die. Well, another life insurance company came out this week and said, no, it didn't jump 40% in 2021, it actually jumped 163% in 2021, the first year of the vaccine rollout. Bill is here in the comments. He says, sudden adult death syndrome. Bill, this is why we're not on YouTube right now is because we talk about shit like this. But that's okay. I decided to double down on it since I'm not on YouTube anyway. This is from Zero Hedge. It says, Life insurance payouts jumped 163% during the first year of the vaccine rollout. Oh, of course. This one's too good. God damn it. Hang on. I got to find the actual article because this one's premium members. So I got to find it. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yeah, I had it on here. All right. I'll just read it straight from here. Five months after breaking the story of the CEO of one American insurance company saying deaths among working people ages 18 to 64 were up 40% in the third quarter of 2021. I can report that a much larger life insurance company, Lincoln National, reported a 163% increase in death benefits paid out under its life group insurance policy in 2021. This is according to the annual statements filed with state insurance departments, uh, statements that were provided exclusively to Crossroad Reports in response to public record requests. The report shows a more extreme situation than the 40% increase in deaths in the third quarter of 2021 that was cited in late December by one American C CEO, Scott Davison, an increase that he said was industry-wide and that he described at the time as unheard of in huge, huge numbers. Sounds like Donald Trump says the annual statements for Lincoln National Life Insurance Company showed that the company paid out in death benefits under group life insurance policies a little over 500 million in 2019, 548, 548 million in 2020. You know, when the, the pandemic was taking over the country. I mean, it's a little higher. You're talking 500 million to 548 million. So, yes, it has gone up. But in 2021, that went to $1.4 billion in payouts. From 2019, the last normal year before the pandemic, to 2020, the year of the COVID-19 virus, there was an increase in group death benefits paid out of only 9%. But group, group death benefits in 2021, the year the vaccine was introduced, increased almost 164% over 2020. Um, it says, here are the key numbers. I, I don't need the key numbers. It says, Lincoln National is the fifth largest life insurance company. So this isn't just like a little dinky, like, one-off life insurance company. This is, uh, like, one of the largest life insurance companies in the United States. It says, the company was founded in Fort Wayne. I don't care. It says, the annual statements filed with the states do not show the numbers of claims uh, they only show the total dollar amount of claims paid. Group life insurance policies in most cases cover working age adults 
age 18 to 64, whose employer includes life insurance as an employee benefit. So again, a working age. Says how many deaths are represented by 163% increase? I mean, I guess, like it says, it doesn't say how many people. It just says a total dollar. So did the total amount needed to cover, I mean, did so many more people up their life insurance policies to more money that caused that big of a difference, 164% increase, or are more people just fucking dying? And obviously, uh, the question is here is what's, what's causing more deaths? And it just happens to be in 2021 that this jumped so high, the year that vaccines were rolled out. But I guess we could also say, well, uh, maybe that's when uh, fucking uh, Omicron was or whatever. It's Delta virus. We could we could attribute it to Delta virus or Omicron. It happened to come out those years, too. I mean, we could attribute this to a lot of things. But there's a lot of questions that we're not allowed to ask or we will get kicked off of platforms just like we are. Such as, what the hell is sudden adult death syndrome? What the hell is this uh, Bell's palsy that is caused by a shingles outbreak that has never happened, like we talked about Justin Bieber last week? What's with all these, like, sudden cardiomyel-whatever, dropped out of a fucking heart attack incidents? What, what is causing that? We're not allowed to ask those questions, just like we're not allowed to say... Uh, you know, this is a little fishy. Life insurance policies are through the roof. Like, death death policies being paid out are through the roof. Just so happens to be about the same time as this. But you gotta trust the science. And the science, in this case, doesn't allow you to say, hmm, what are the things we have in common here? Well, this person just happened to get a vaccine, and this person just happened to be, uh just get a booster shot and just happen to fucking drop dead we're not allowed to make those comparisons which is science or we get kicked off of platforms just just like we are now i don't know i i mean there's when i googled this article yes obviously there's a billion fact checks out there um let me let me go back and look at that Let's see. It says, fact check, life insurance not denied on grounds of COVID. Okay, this is something else. Vaccine didn't cause increase in death and life insurance payouts, according to the AP. So, obviously, it's fact check, so it must be right. The AP, the Associated Press, says that's wrong. So, obviously, this wasn't caused by vaccines. It was caused by God knows what, sudden adult death syndrome, which is what we're calling these things now because... It keeps people from asking the question, what the fuck is going on? That is my hour. That's all the time I have for you. I really don't have any answer for this. Um, It's just in the news. Again, it popped up, like I said, six months ago, 40% higher. And we were like, wow, that's really high. And now this article is saying, actually, that's 164% higher. I, I was like, huh, what's going on here? I'm curious to see... In 2023, what they're saying, the increase of payouts for 2022 was because this is when all the the crazy uh, like hemorrhaging and heart attacks and all sudden adult death syndrome 
uh, started really becoming a, a factor was this year more than last, I feel, at least. Uh, you know, maybe if people would masturbate six people six feet apart from each other, maybe we wouldn't have all this problem with <laughs> sudden adult death syndrome and the, the spread of all these issues. And the the major hepatitis outbreaks and the Bell's palsy outbreaks. Maybe if people just kept their pants on and had virtual sex, none of this would even we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. That's all the time I have for you for tonight. This was a late one and flying solo, even though Bill decided to jump in the comments. Couldn't be bothered to stop by, but he decided to jump in the comments. Um Bill says I give it 12 feet just to be safe. That's fair. I mean, you might as well. I guess if each person was standing six feet, it would add up to 12. Is that how that works? I got to get out of here. I'm already getting text messages saying, hurry the fuck up. So uh, this is your weekend wrap up. This week's main episode is being bumped to Tuesday night. So do not show up tomorrow night for that fun because I won't be here. Bill won't be here. Got a kids' baseball game to go to, but we will be live Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Do not miss it. We're going to have a fun conversation. Hopefully, Bill's back in that co-pilot chair, and we will be able to keep doing what we do. Have a great rest of your weekend, the like last 20 minutes of it, and um, make sure you show back up. Invite your friends and your family. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.